NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, March 30th. Currently, huh, what time is it? 11.02 <laughs> on the East Coast. Here to recap what we saw in the association on Wednesday night. And there's only two games on the schedule here today in the NBA, but we'll go through it, of course, as we usually do. But joining me, as usual, to help me break it down, on the Thursday episode, you guys know him as the newest voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's Delonte Smith. Delonte, what's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, only two games, so I guess we got uh, I guess we got a little less to talk about than normal, but uh, still pretty good. Some really good, well, a really good game for sure. Um, I guess Pelicans and Nuggets uh, TBD, but yeah, ready to get into it. Yeah, only two games, so I guess that gives us a little more time to uh, chit-chat, I guess we could say, uh, about stuff that's going around in the association. Um, yesterday, pretty good night in the association, man. I know there was a couple of blowouts, but a couple of good games yeah. um, that you know transpired over the night. Um, but how did your day turn out overall as far as your betting went? Uh, probably a little bit above water. Uh, I, I had the Lakers in a bounce-back spot. Um, I had the Heat, which they were in that game, and uh, I don't like something happened late. It seemed like when Randall went out, they just I don't I don't know what happened. I thought they would get a boost, but mm-hmm. yeah, they they couldn't get there. Um, I had Phoenix and the Clippers. Uh, Phoenix was somewhat, I guess it was not the wrong side, but it wasn't the right side either. Uh, but other than that, man, I think last night went pretty well for me overall. Uh, I know you hit three same game parlays, but so my game, my night wasn't as nearly as good as yours, but overall, not bad though. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, it was a good night of hoop as far as player props wins. Um, if you didn't check out my article on the website, sports gambling podcast.com with the same game parlays, um, turned out to be a perfect night. Had three same game parlays from the Rockets game, the Lakers game, and then the Milwaukee Bucks in the Pacers game. Um, all of those hit. It was a 5-1, to 6-1, to one, and a 9-1 to one that ended up cashing. So uh, hopefully some of you tailed that and were able to put some extra money in your pocket. But, yeah, going to that Miami game, Delonte, they only scored 16 points at the Miami Heat in that fourth quarter, man. I mean, yeah. I think that was pretty much – I think what was a tie game. Yeah, pretty much a tie game at the end of three quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – for whatever reason, in that fourth quarter, the Miami Heat just weren't able to score enough points um, and then get the victory or even the cover there. But Tyler Hero last night in that game, he was two of ten from three point land. Kevin Love one of seven. Both of those guys combined to go three of seventeen from three point land. So that's not really going to get done. I think the guys talked about uh, Scott and Terrell yesterday. Talked about Bam out of bio double double. Uh, Got the rebounds, but he fell one point <laughs> short of getting the ten points. Only ten shot attempts for Bam in that game, so that one uh, that one hurts a little bit. But man, what do you think is going on with this Miami team, though? Man, uh, somewhat of the same thing that's been going on. They just don't have a lot of shot creators. Uh, I mean, Hero he can create his own shot at times, but most of, most of the time he relies on the you know the pin downs and the the pick and roll with him and Bam, which it works really well. But they just don't have a lot of shot creation outside of Butler. I mean. And Butler's more of an ISO type of guy. He's not really a shot creator. He could just ISO you, post you up, and, and score on that um, on that wing side. But, yeah, I just don't think they have the shot creation. They don't have a point guard. So, like, Bam is initiating a lot of the a lot of the offense. And, I mean, when he's initiating that offense, 
I mean, who's, you know, it's taken away from some of his scoring ability and he's already locked in defensively as it is. So my thing is, I mean, they thought Lowry was going to be like Chris Paul, what Chris Paul was to Phoenix and it's just not working out, whether that be injuries or just how he's playing. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, they got a Hall of Fame coach um, and they have one of the better playoff players that you would want to be in a fight with like in a playoff series and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't count them out, but they just like, they do go stretches where they just can't score. I think they, I seen a stat where um, last night during the game, they have the fewest games or they have the most games of scoring uh, less than a hundred points in the NBA this year by a wide wow. margin. Wow. So that just goes to show they just don't have a lot of firepower. I mean, yeah. um, they got some guys, but it's just like firepower when they need to score, they just can't score. Yeah. It just feels like to me, that if they had a player like a Bradley Beal or like right. a DeMar DeRozan right. type, right? Um, that would, I think, put them over the top and gives them another guy that can score from mid-range, get to the free throw line, and just take some pressure off of Jimmy Butler. Because we know, we've talked about it, and we've seen it you know, all throughout Jimmy Butler, like his career, that he really prides himself on the defensive end of the basketballs or defensive side of the court. Um, and, you know, sometimes every night you can't, it's difficult to carry the defense and carry the offense. I mean, last night, Gabe Vincent was your leading scorer who had 21 points. I mean, he had a great night shooting the three ball, but um, you need the other guys like Tyler Hero, who you paid, you know, to be a scorer. Jimmy Butler, again, only 12 points last night. He only had 10 shot attempts. So, yeah, I, I think that they probably need to add another a primary score, um, <coughs> excuse me, next to Jimmy Butler. Uh, next season, but we'll see. Again, I'm not counting them out either because they they have that playoff pedigree. We saw them make that run to the finals um, in, in, in when they had to go into the bubble during the COVID year. But yeah, definitely not going to count them out yet. But again, you have to score points in this league, yeah, uh, you know, to win games. Yeah, yeah it's, this is not 1999. The defense is just—I mean, the offense is just too good. No matter how good of a defensive player or team you are, offense usually wins out. I mean, they just. Like I mean, if you're depending on basically, they have they have three guys now. Their three guys aren't the you know like of course the the sons or any of those other guys, but they rely so heavily on those three guys that if one of them have an off night, I mean it's, it's pretty much over. And especially Jimmy has to bring it every night, yeah. like on, on both ends he has to. So if he doesn't, I mean you know I don't think we've seen Tyler Hero without Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not able to carry no matter how much money he got. He's not able to carry that team. Um, but like you said, man, like I, those two players that you named, Bradley Beal definitely would, would play, would pay dividends to them. Um, but I, like, I just, I never count Spo out to be honest with you. I, I can't do it no matter how bad they are. He, he'll, he'll win a game. Like it, he'll win a game in the series and then, you know, they'll get hot from three because they got shot makers. They just don't have a lot of shot creators. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, man, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to count them out just yet, but like you said, I mean, we'll just have to see like matchup wise, but a lot of, I mean, a lot of Boston people, they don't, they don't want to see Miami in the playoffs. They think that that's a bad matchup for them. So. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, again, they they are still at 40 and 37. Um, I know they were tinkering between, let me see the updated standings for the Miami heat. They currently sit in the seven spot now. So they've dropped into that uh, play in tournament bracket. Uh, where the Brooklyn Nets now have a one and a half game lead over the Miami Heat for that six spot. So mm-hmm. um, now it looks like it's going to be the Heat taking on the Hawks and then the Raptors and Chicago Bulls um, for, you know, for, for that seventh and eighth seed. So we'll see what transpires there. A couple of more things I do want to get to here, uh, Delonte, before we do get into the games. But before I do that, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor. That is going to be WinBed. WinBed is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBed is now active in a in, now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBed Win Hour each Thursday, which is today. So from five to six p.m. Eastern time during that hour, WinBed Win Hour marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBed, giving you a larger payout opportunity. March Madness is officially here. We are on to the final four this weekend, and there's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100, and get 100 limited state availability. Of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. I have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offers have been changed. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 words or older. 
and President State, where play through win bet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And if you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world, you can win a three-night stay at Circle Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. Also, the Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for their for the entire Saturday of the final four action live bets prize giveaways and much more subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast and tune in on saturday uh a couple more things from last night um i think we got to give our flowers man to the sacramento kings they officially break the longest playoff drought not only in nba history but i think in all the major sports uh 16 years um they hadn't been into the playoffs but last night they took care of business against the Sacramento Kings, uh, winning that game 120 to 80, a 40 point victory. Uh, they were actually trailing in this game in the first quarter after the first quarter here, Delonte, 20 to 19. But after that, they outscored the Sacramento Kings 101 to 60 in the final three quarters. Uh, no starter played more than 27 minutes last night. Um, and they just they just really flipped the switch, especially in that second half where they outscored the Portland Trailblazers seventy to thirty four. So um, uh, obviously, if oh, well, we talk about Coach of the Year, but I think Mike Brown has locked this up. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was sure. a few weeks ago he had locked this up. When you yeah. end a playoff drought of sixteen years, I mean, you're you're more than deserving of of winning the Coach of the Year. But I think we got to give our flowers to Sacramento Kings, who right now have a record of 40, 46 and thirty. They're currently sitting in that three spot in the Western Conference, Delonte. Yeah, I agree, man. That's that had a great season. Um, they got a great collection of players. I think Mike Brown's getting them to buy in. I mean, their their defense hasn't been as bad as it was originally, so they're picking up a lot defensively. Um, they play a ton of guys. They got a great home court. Um, if you watch any of their games, man, it's like a college atmosphere. They just like have an incredible home court. And I think a lot of teams are lobbying for that sixth spot, thinking that you know that they can maybe beat uh, Sacramento in the series. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, they're going to be tough. Uh, they got a closer, one of the best closers in the game, in De'Aaron Fox. They got a premier big and Sabonis. Uh, they got shot makers all over the floor. The only thing that does worry me is just, I mean, their defense. I know we just shit, we just shit on defense like a few minutes ago. But yeah. you got to at least be able to, to, to play a, a little. Like, you can't let everybody go for 125, 126, whatever. But – I mean, I think Mike Brown in the playoffs, I think he'll, he'll get better. I mean, he's got that, you know, championship pedigree being with the Warriors. Uh, he's played in some big games, so he knows what to look for when the games slow down and a lot more physical. And I think they got the bodies to be able to to do. I mean, Nick, you know, Harrison Barnes is a is a champion. He played in some big games also, yeah. so he's having a good year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the Kings going forward. I, I'm hoping that they get matched up with, say, like the Wolves or the Warriors. Maybe the Warriors, I know we'll get a decent plus price. Everybody will be on the Warriors. We'll get a yeah. good plus price on, on, on that series. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm glad Sacramento is back. I remember watching them when I was uh, younger with the Bibby, Christy, Weber, Vladi. Yeah. Uh, that was, it was some fun. Even though I was a Lakers fan, I love that team. That was a complete team, team, man. Yeah, man. Man, Pager, like. Yeah, man, it was a it was a great team, and now we see some of these guys' kids playing in the McDonald's All American game. So yeah. old, old am I? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was literally the last time they were in the playoffs um, yep. when they had that team together. But yeah, I mean, look, it's been a great season for Sacramento. If you're a Kings fan, you should definitely be excited because there's a lot of criticism that came out after that trade for 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 trading away Halliburton over to Indiana Pacers for the bonus, but. I think it, it's worked out for both teams. Uh, now, obviously, especially for the Sacramento Kings, you picked up Damanis Sabonis, um, mm-hmm. who's a, a a threat to get a triple-double over sing- every single night. I am a bit better because I did have his over 12.5 rebounds last night as one of my plays uh, late, but uh, he finished up with 12 only because, again, they didn't need him to play in that uh, fourth quarter because it was a 30-point game at that point. But, yeah, for Sacramento, man, uh, can't wait to see them in the playoffs and what they're able to do. But it's been a great season. I just wanted to give them their flowers for for what they've accomplished this season. Um, sure. And then last thing I wanted to get to, man, Russell Westbrook last night, Delonte, turning back the clock. Yeah, I've seen that. 
I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it, man. He was. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I yeah, just I looked at. I, I looked at the stat sheet. I think it was maybe. What was it like? Maybe like early third. I seen he had twenty two, and nobody else had like ten points. I think everybody had like six, four, like five. I'm like, damn, is this Oklahoma City Russell Westbrook? And he was shooting eight for ten. Yeah, eight for ten from twenty twenty three Russell Westbrook. Man, uh, but I mean, obviously that's probably an outlier. But I, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on him or nothing. But you know, it's probably an outlier. Um, Memphis had a lot of guys out. I was on the Clippers actually. Just I thought Kawhi would play. Um, yeah, man. So that was kind of late. Um, I don't. They got to do something about these injury. Like, it's just like you can't like you know how in football in football it's like you have to bet it kind of early to know mm-hmm. because yeah. the football injury reports are a little bit a little bit more thorough than the NBA. And right. if you're trying to get the best number, you got to go early. Well, you yeah. kind of can't go early in the NBA because I mean you never really know. Even if you think you know, like if nobody's on the injury report. Anything happened late, like the Durant thing where he slips and falls, and then you already got your bet locked in. Yeah. Um, you know, late scratches of some of these guys. So I would like to see, um, you know, a more thorough NBA injury report. I mean, some of these guys are getting scratched, like literally right before the tip. And I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird and, and hard for us as betters to try to you know gain an edge when we really don't know who's playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that really really puts us like our podcast at a disadvantage as well right. because we're recording so early. Right. And when we get to the witching hour or when the injuries come out around like four four five Eastern and you see mm-hmm. some of these guys sit out where if we've already locked in our bets and 12 of our listeners, man, you feel bad because again, right. you're you once again it's your money that you're you know betting, but then also our listeners that are betting as well. So, you know, a lot of times I I've I've started waiting closer to game time mm-hmm. because last night was a prime example. Like when I saw the injuries that came out or the guys that were going to be doubtful for the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. I'll hurry up and went over and bet on the Clippers thing that Kawhi and those guys would play. And then lo and behold, like around an hour before the game, we see Kawhi Leonard's ruled out. And then I'm like, Oh shit. At that point, I just let it ride because I, I there's no there. I couldn't hedge out, but Clippers got out to a slow start in that first quarter. But again, they were dominated the rest of the way. They went 22 of 37, from three-point land. Mm-hmm. Robert Covington last night, seven of seven from three-point land. Russell Westbrook, five of five from three-point land. He finished up with 36 points and 10 assists. But, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of tell you. And I think this year has been one of those years where we've seen more guys sitting um, right. with load management, injury management, whatever the case might be. And that it's 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 one thing that we have to handicap games here, Delonte, but it's also we have to go and actually handicap an injury report too. Yeah, and like prime example is I think all of us um, on the Tuesday episode, I think we all like Miami. Jimmy Butler was nowhere on the injury report, yeah. like nothing at all. And then yeah. it comes down like maybe around like six Eastern, the game's at seven, like that he's out. So like it's not much you can do. I mean, you know, the the line, I mean, obviously it didn't matter, but at the end of the day, you would like to go in not making that bet. Because, I mean, I know for sure that none of us would have made the bet if Jimmy Butler wasn't playing. Yeah, especially not at that number. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's tough. Uh, it gets better in the in the playoffs with you know spe- more time to you know I guess travel and you don't have to worry about back to backs and all of this stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think they got to get that figured out. I think Silver um, does a decent job overall. Uh, the NFL really just came came out with um, some changes about a more thorough injury report. I think that needs to be taken into uh, consideration by by the NBA also. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you knew we don't want to mention before we get into the games for tonight? Um, let me see. Uh, did Drew Holiday 51? Did he have 51 last night? Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention that. He did have yeah, 51 man, last night. I mean, we're, we're about to talk about the Bucks anyway, but yeah, we'll yeah, talk man. about the Bucks. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah man. He, he had a good night. Uh, uh th- of course, the Mavericks are free falling, you know, a clusterfuck, as Kyrie said. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. That it was, it was a decent night. I thought the Lakers played well. Uh, I'm really worried about uh, Ham in the play uh, in the play in or playoffs with some of his rotations and. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of people love the Lakers. I, I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm I'm not optimistic about what to expect because I mean, you're playing William Gabriel and Troy Brown Jr. over Rui Hachimura, which I mean, it's kind of negative EV for me. But overall, man, I thought it was a good night. Uh, we can just move on into tonight. Yeah, Lakers. I mean, last point, uh, Lakers. I, I don't think that uh, LeBron was. Uh, in the game at much of that fourth quarter. I did watch it down the stretch. Yeah, he shouldn't be though. He, I mean yeah, he's gotta yeah. he, those guys built that chemistry without him. I mean he's gotta yeah. 
I mean, LeBron is is one of the more you know adjustable players in yeah. the NBA. You can fit him in, but like you can tell that some of those guys that they, they're playing with. I mean, they probably grew up like you know idolizing LeBron, so they don't want to they don't want to mess up and they're like acting timid and like they're not playing their game as they usually would. So I can tell you can tell from some of the ways that they're, they're like looking guys passing up open shots, which is hurting the team because they're trying to get the ball to LeBron in certain spots. And I mean. That is one thing that Ham did do that was that was pretty good. He he let those guys go down the stretch and, and finish, which uh which bode well for them. But yeah, man, it's I'm worried about I'm worried about the continuity of the Lakers. Yeah. Uh all right. Uh before we get into the games for tonight, the two game schedule, let me tell everyone about Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades. Customizable snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for a 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, Delonte, two games on the schedule here tonight. Let's get into it, my man. The first game on the board, it's going to be the Boston Celtics. They are in Milwaukee here tonight to take on the Bucks. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks at minus three and a half. Uh, that number has now been bet up to minus two and a half now instead of the minus two. Total up about, opened up at 236 and a half. That number has pretty much stayed the course at 236 and a half. Looking at the injury report uh, for the Boston Celtics, um, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and Peyton Pritchard. All have a questionable tag on them, but the big three slash big four, if you want to say it, are all going to be playing this game between Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, uh, Al Horford, um, Malcolm Brogdon, all those guys will be playing here tonight. Milwaukee, like we talked about briefly, they did play last night in Indiana against the Pacers where they did get that victory, 149-136 by two incredible performances by their star players. First, Giannis in that game had a triple-double, 38 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 assists. But the bigger story in this game well, for the Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday scored 51 points uh, on 20 of 30 shooting. He also had eight uh, rebounds and eight assists in that game, uh, and Milwaukee took care of business. They are in a back-to-back here. So, uh, Delonte, let's start with the side here. Let's call it minus two-and-a-half consensus right now is what I'm seeing for the Milwaukee Bucks <clears throat> hosting the Celtics. Yeah, probably just lean to Boston. I know everybody's uh, – they seen the last outing that Boston uh, had against Washington and kind of panicking or whatever. But, I mean, it happens. Like, I mean, now is it a bad loss? It's still a bad loss and still, like, pathetic yeah. that they lost by that much to the Wizards. But, I mean, let's not forget the Bucks got smacked by the Pacers not too long ago, like maybe like a week and a half ago. So I think generally people overreact. I mean, obviously, some most people overreact to, to what they seen last. And uh, I mean, I think the number is probably about right. Like I took three and a, I took three, three and a half with the um, Celtics on open. Mm-hmm. I probably still take, you know, two and a half with with the Celtics now. Uh, I think they're going to come out hungry. I mean, they do perform well against better competition. Is this their first? This is their first meeting or second meeting? I'm sorry. They played on the second. Four, yeah. They played on Valentine's Day, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was without. That was when the Celtics were without half their team, and they almost lost. The Bucks, the Bucks almost lost. They were like ten and a half point dogs. Celtics were, if I'm not mistaken, um, because I've been on the Celtics that game, I think. Uh, but either way, I think the Celtics come out here, and I think they 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 get a win. Actually, I would play them on the money line. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, 
Brown and Tatum are one of the better duos in the NBA. The Bucks can combat that with some of the size and length that they have in their depth. But I, I think overall, Tatum and Brown has a good night here. Bucks don't usually fold off back to back. So they're undefeated still, ATS on back to back, if I'm not mistaken. So they did lose to um, the Denver Nuggets uh, last week when they were on a back to back. So the updated oh. number is they're nine and two straight up and okay. eight, one and two against spread and eight and go. three to the under. There we go. Yeah. So, I man, I think this is like an Easter Conference uh, championship preview. Should be a high level basketball. I don't put much into, you know, the Bucks being off a of back to back as far as tired legs and thing because. They blew Indiana out, so not a lot of energy was exerted. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm leaning to the Celtics. It's a little bit of a contrarian play, thinking people are overreacting to to what they saw with um, with the last outing. But I mean, two and a half is a sharp number. I'm not gonna lie, it's a sharp number. Yeah. So this is the third matchup uh, between the Celtics and the and the Bucks. So they did play on Christmas Day, <clears throat> and that was a one thirty nine one eighteen victory for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think uh, both teams were healthy in that game. Uh, let me just double check for the Bucks. Drew Holiday, Giannis. So no Chris Middleton in that game for the Bucks, but for Boston they did have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Derek White, Marcus Smart, Al Horford all play in that game. But on the day, like you mentioned, on a Valentine's Day, uh, Bucks did get the victory there, 131-125. That game went into overtime, uh, and that was a game, like uh, you mentioned, Delonte, that Boston didn't have anybody play in that game. No Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart, no Jason Tatum, no Al Horford in that game, and they were still able to push uh, the Bucks into an overtime game. And they did cover the number, but they did lose outright in that game. So both games have been higher scoring, uh, mm-hmm. at least uh, for the season series thus far. We talked about the back-to-back numbers for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they are, like I mentioned, 9-2 and two straight up, 8-1-2 and two against the spread, or 9-2 and two or against the spread, wherever you did get the number. And then, like I also mentioned, they are 8-3 uh, and three towards the under in back-to-back games as well. Uh, For the Celtics, this was something I was uh, looking at last night, is that when their opponents are coming off of a back-to-back game, um, they're actually 9-0 straight up and and 5-4 against the spread. That's the Celtics? The Celtics, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Celtics, when they're facing a team that's on the second second leg of a back-to-back, like the Bucks are since they played last night, the Celtics are 9-0, Straight up, they're five and four against the spread, and they're six and three to the over in those games. So it's a clash of two trends here. Um, I think, I think for the Celtics, this game is probably—I don't want to say more important is the right word, but it feels like that they have more to play for here than the do the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Because the Bucks right now, they still have a, what, two and a half game lead over the uh, Boston Celtics. Now they could pretty mm-hmm. much solidify, sorry, it's a three game lead right now over the Boston Celtics. So if they do win this game, I think they pretty much would clinch the number one seed uh, with about five games to play after that for uh, both of these teams. Or I uh, sorry, Yeah. So 55 and 21, that's 76 games. Yeah. So after tonight, they would have five games each left and then Milwaukee would pretty much clinch the number one seed at that point, they would just need, I think their magic number would be down to one, I believe. But yep. um, I, I think that I, I I'll probably take a look at Boston here in this game as well. The plus two and a half as an underdog. Um, maybe we see some tired legs catch up to them in the second half for the Milwaukee Bucks because they are on a back-to-back because I believe Starters did play in that fourth quarter because they were the the Pacers were still hanging around. So I just want to see the minutes allocation for both of these, uh, at least for the Milwaukee. I don't think Bucks. they played. I don't think they played as much. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah, it was only 32 and 32 minutes for Drew Holiday and Giannis. Those were the guys that played the most minutes. So nothing, nothing of you know to be concerned about. I think I, I, when it gets to like 35 or more minutes, that's where you kind of you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think that's where it may uh, affect the legs, but. Uh, all right, so we're both leaning here towards Boston plus the two and a half. Uh, let's get over to the total here, Delonte, two thirty six and a half. Any thoughts on that? I probably lean under. Um, I think. Well, so the thing is, it's, it's a caveat. Basically, Robert Williams is like if quote unquote he's iffy to play tonight. So I don't know what the hell that means. Um, Who is? I'm sorry, Robert Williams. He's like okay, iffy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, 
Robert Williams is the key to the Boston defense. I mean, we we read off the numbers, I think, on Tuesday mm-hmm. that they're the number one uh, defensive team since he's came back. I think he's played in four games they're by a wide margin. I think 99, they're 99.7 uh, points allowed per 100 possessions. And, like, Cleveland is, like, the next best team with, like, 104. So that's a wide margin uh, and against a very good, like, uh, Cleveland defense. So I, I'm kind of, like, waiting to see. I mean, I guess if he doesn't play, the total probably won't move, but I'll probably – lean to the over if he doesn't play simply because the Bucks will have a freeway to the basket. I mean, Grant Williams is not going to play. That means they're relying on Grant Williams if he plays. Yeah. And like Luke Cornett and uh, I mean, who, who else size-wise? I mean, they don't have a lot of size as far as rim protection on the inside. So Giannis Lopez, they should feast on the inside. But I mean, like we were talking about earlier, we kind of got to know some of these guys are going to be in because that can dictate how this game goes. I mean, they're not, you know, star players by any means, but the the defense that Robert Williams plays and how he affects everybody else is massive in this matchup. But I guess for like as constructed right now, I would probably lean under. Yeah, I think I want to go with the under as well. I know both of the games that we talked about earlier this season flew over the total. Um I think Milwaukee we talked about they're there eight and three towards the under in, in the second leg of a back-to-back as well. So I think we'll see tighter defense being played in this game. If you do want to play it over, maybe look at the first half or where I think mm-hmm. defense and tired legs catch up to the Bucks in the second half, possibly. But um I would lead towards the under in this game as well, uh, as far as a total goes. Uh so let's get over to player props in this game. Delonte, anything that you do like as far as player props? Yeah, man, I like some Malcolm Brogdon in this game. Uh, it's a re- revenge game, quote-unquote, for, for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Um, I think he'll come out play well. He usually plays well. Um, I'm thinking that Missoula has to play smart a little less and play Brogdon a little more simply because of his shot-making. I mean, smart is, I guess, a better defender. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure if that's true, but Brogdon plays pretty good defense. Uh, he's long, athletic, uh, but he doesn't have the continuity that that smart has. So I like Malcolm Brogdon over his points and assists. I think he has a pretty good game. And we talked about it. Like if, if Robert Williams is out, uh, I like Giannis and, and Lopez points and rebounds, man, I think they're going to dominate on the inside. They don't have a lot of interior presence. I'm probably going to try to stay away from the star players here as far as points wise, um, mm-hmm. just, just singly off points. Just, I think, cause it pretty much is going to be a balanced, uh, a balanced attack for both teams, but I will play, Giannis points and rebounds simply because he has a favor a more favorable matchup than I think let's say like Tatum or Brown per se because they'll be having to lock in more defensively without Robert Williams versus Giannis who I mean he can play Giannis is a good defender but he can kind of you know roam around he can play like I guess if let's say if Grant Williams is on the court he can pretty much roam around and not have to play aggressively on uh on Williams and you know play more of a, a center fielder there so I think Giannis has a good night here yeah, I think so too. Um, the one player prop that I was looking at uh, was Marcus Smart to go over his assist. Um, over the last five games, the Milwaukee Bucks are allowing the seventh most assists to their opponents right around, let's see, what was the number 28, I think was the number per game. But also, more in, uh, excuse me, more in particular to the uh, point guard position. Over the last two weeks, uh, they were allowing, I think it was 7.4 assists to that point guard position. So um, let me double check here. The screen just refreshed on me. Uh, it's actually 11.3 assists over the last two weeks to that point guard position. And you kind of take a look at what Marcus Smart has done over the last, I think it was the last five career games. And I was looking at this player prop. Uh, for Marcus Smart assist. Uh, so last five games against the Bucks, and this dates back to last season. Uh, sorry, two seasons ago. It's he had six assists, eleven assists, seven assists, seven assists, and eight assists. He did play in that Christmas Day game for the uh, Boston Celtics uh, against the Bucks. He had eight assists in that game. So I'm currently seeing Marcus Smart's assists right now at five and a half at plus one twenty five. So um, I think he has a pretty good night here uh, finding his teammates and, and racking up the assists. So that's one yeah, player prop I did I like. Um, I think that was the only player prop I liked. Anything else as far as player props or anything else for this game, Delonte? Uh, nah, man. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm hoping that we get Robert Williams and, and Grant Williams in so we can be at least at full strength for both sides. 
Yeah, so when six o'clock comes around Eastern time, and you see Giannis is going to end up sitting and Drew Holiday end up sitting, then we'll right. see how great of this turned right. out to be. <laughs> right. At least we'll have COV. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get into the second game of the night. That's going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. They are headed to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Um, looking at the opening line for this game, this line opened up in favor of the Denver Nuggets at minus nine. That number has now come down to minus uh, six, and a, uh, six and a half. Now I'm starting to see minus sixes pop up uh, for this game. Uh, the total opened up in uh sorry the total opened up at 232 and a half that number is now down to 227 i think that a lot of that has to do with the injury report here delante so for the uh new orleans pelicans the usual guys are out jose alvarado ej uh, liddell who's been dealing with the recovery for the acl injury and then zion is also out uh for the pelicans for the denver nuggets um Obviously, the big uh, questionable tag is Nikola Jokic. He's dealing with right calf tightness. I don't think he plays here tonight, Delonte. I think the line movement is pretty much yeah. reflecting that. And I don't really think they need to put him out there here tonight because they do have a three-game lead over uh, – sorry, a three-and-a-half game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies with about six games left to play here tonight. More important for the Pelicans here tonight because they are in that play-in tournament bracket. Uh, right now where they are the number nine seed they have a half a game lead over the okc thunder and then the one and a half game lead over the um dallas mavericks who are on the outside looking in to get into that play in tournament bracket so uh let's start with the side here delante it's six and a half in favor of the denver nuggets hosting the new orleans pelicans yeah probably just lean to the pelicans i mean you know you got the best of me and scott last time with the pelicans even though they were covering for like 90 percent of that game yeah. and but you know pelicans they they need it like uh like daniel said in the chat i mean denver they're, they're pretty much coasting they got they got the one seed locked up if i'm not mistaken right yeah, so I mean they have a three and a half game lead right now over the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. So they're at fifty-one and twenty-four. They're at about that's seventy-five games, so seventy-six here tonight. Even if they losing, they have three games in hand with five games left to play. Yeah, so and I think I think Memphis is more uh focused on getting those guys healthy, which is why we seen half of their roster out last mm-hmm. night. So I don't think they're pretty much worried about losing the two seed or or trying to move up to the one seed, but um, yeah, I like the Pelicans here. I think, man, the, they've been rolling as of late. We went over it uh, against the Warriors. I mean, obviously, the competition hasn't been there. And the advantage that the Nuggets would have would be with Joker on the court because the Pelicans don't have a rim protector. He would probably, like, roast Jonas Valanciunas, like, all night long. Yeah. Um, so that was the one advantage that they had. Now, without him, they have to go a little bit smaller, meaning that I'm guessing they would play maybe some – Really, really small ball, and put Michael Porter Jr. at the at the five, and Bruce Brown running some uh, some point forward, Murray, and, and some of those guys out there. But I, I like the Pelicans, man. Brandon Ingram's been on a mission. It's going to be interesting to see him versus uh, Michael Porter Jr. And I, I think the Pelicans going to try to get to the finish line and hold on to see if Zion can maybe get reevaluated in two more weeks. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, man, I like the Pelicans here. No Joker, I think. He's worth more. What it opened up like seven and a half, right? Seven and a half. Eight. It opened up at nine, actually. Okay, I mean, so I, Joker. I think Joker's worth a little bit more than three points. Mm, maybe it was a little bit baked in. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think it's baked in right now. So I think if he gets officially ruled out, this probably comes down move. to I think five, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would go ahead and take the take the Pelicans here. I would probably bet them on the money line. Also, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they go in here and, and win. Even though Nuggets are they're solid with without Joker, but I mean. Like I said, their their main advantage lays with him being able to dominate the inside and spread the ball around. So uh, I like the Pelicans here. Yeah, obviously this is all predicated on if Joker's here is able mm-hmm. to go here tonight. But just to put into context, without Nikola Jokic this season, um, they are three and five straight up and four and four against the spread, five and three towards the under, uh, with the average total of about two fifteen and a half as a final score. So. Um, I think, you know, I talked about it on, on the Tuesday show with you guys that they're just not very good, uh, against teams above 500 on the road. But obviously when you're missing an MVP caliber player, 
um, that that changes the dynamic a little bit, right? For me, I think that if Joker doesn't play here tonight, um, I think I'm going to put a half a unit right now on the Pelicans and split mm-hmm. that up on their money line and also yep. on the spread. Yep. Um, and then officially, obviously, if he does get ruled out, I think this number does come down to around five, maybe four and a half. I think five is probably in. And like you mentioned, it's probably already baked in uh, right now for this uh, spread with uh, the questionable tag for Nikola Jokic. Again, I don't think he plays here tonight. They... Even if they lose here tonight, they still have two games left against the Rockets and the Utah Jazz that they should be able to take care of business in those games. And again, they still have a three-game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies uh, for that number one spot. So uh, I'm going to go with the Pelicans here as well. Pelicans on the money line. Look at probably Pelicans early as well. I mean, we know we saw it. I think, again, the Warriors got a lucky cover on Tuesday. Like you mentioned, the Pelicans were pretty much in control of that game. They had, what, a 20-plus point lead in, in that mm-hmm. second quarter and then going into the half. And then the Warriors just kind of turned it around. You know, there's they just stopped playing defense. Um, they stopped scoring as well. So, obviously, that's going to be a recipe of, of disaster for you. So, uh, I'll go with the Pelicans here as well. Let's get over to the total here. Delonte, 227 right now. What are you thinking? Yeah, probably lean under. Um, Nuggets, their defense has – I mean, it's – so the offenses they have played have been a little bit underwhelming, but they have played in five straight unders, allowed under, under 110 points in three of those five games. Um, and I think the Pelicans have been playing really, really well defensively. I think they're a top 10 defensive rated team in the past 10 games. Number um, one over the past five. Oh, even better. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even without Joker, past 10. Yeah. without Joker, they, I mean, I just don't see – them having the success offensively as they would with them in. So the Pelicans do struggle to score at times, but they picked it up as of late. But like you said, in that Golden State game, man, they went on a like a Wisconsin streak where they didn't score for it seems like about 10 minutes. Yeah. And they were getting good looks. They just they just couldn't hit them in. Um to be as talented as they are, like as deep as they are with Murphy, Ingram and some of those guys that can really shoot the ball, I don't think they should go, you know, seven, eight plus minutes without scoring. So I think both defenses locking in here. Uh, I'll look for maybe like a, a low 110 game, 110, 109, something like that. Yeah, uh, so Denver's defense uh, over the last 10 games ranks number 21 as far as defensive rating. Uh, it has been better over the last five games uh, where they jump up to number 10 as far as defensive rating goes. But like we mentioned, the Pelicans defense is number one over the last 10 games. They're number one over the last five games as well. Um, so I think that without Jokic here tonight, possibly you probably look at, yeah, a full game under, maybe mm-hmm. a Nuggets team total under. But I kind of like the, the the thought of the Pelicans team total to go over. Again, defensively, I'm not, I haven't been impressed over the last couple of weeks by the Denver Nuggets defense. Obviously, they have improved over the last five games, but I kind of want to see who they've played over the last five games. Yeah, not not many people, not many good offenses. I can tell you that not many yeah. good offenses. I mean, they they had Milwaukee, um, but I think that was a game where again they were on a back to back where the Milwaukee Bucks going mm-hmm. from altitude to altitude. And then they played the Philadelphia uh, 76ers on Monday. But I think that was the game without Embiid uh, Joel Embiid and Harden. Mm-hmm. So the numbers obviously are going to look a little better. But now you have Brandon Ingram. You have CJ McCollum. Trey Murphy has been knocking down shots for them as well. Um, Valanciunas has been able to have some success rebounding the basketball, putting that back into the goal. So se- oh, creating those second chance opportunities has been really uh, big. I believe I saw... I don't know how many seasons it went back, but it said that Valanciunas has created the most second chance points or scored the most second uh, chance points um, in the entire NBA for, I, for, I, for, I should have wrote it down, but I, it went back several seasons on how many points he's created uh, off of offensive rebounds for the Pelicans. But yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go with Pelicans full game team total over that number is currently sitting at one ten and a half. I think there's a definite possibility that they do get mm-hmm. over this number. Um, for this game. Uh, all right, let's get over to some player props here. Delonte, what do you like? I like Ingram man, over his points and assists. Like, he's been Definitely. killing it. He's had, like, double digits in two of the last three. Um, he's averaging – he's probably averaging about six or seven over the last, like, eight or nine games. He's been killing it, playing the point forward. I, I think CJ is a lot more effective, like, off the ball than he is on the ball when Ingram's in the game because <laughs> Ingram's so much of a threat to shoot, 
Like he can shoot over you. He can post you up. So I think CJ off the ball is a lot more effective um, with Brandon Ingram. And now what they do with when Zion comes back, you know, I mean, that's TBD. But I think Ingram is great at the point forward position. I think he has a really big night, especially with no joker. So what, are they going to put Michael Porter Jr. on him? Uh, maybe KCP, but again, he could just shoot, shoot over, over him. him. Yeah, yeah, he'll shoot over him. So I think he has a lot of advantages, man. I like him. Gordon, I like maybe uh, Aaron yeah. Gordon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and Aaron Gordon is a solid defender. Yeah, um, I like uh, I like Ingram points points and assists. Uh, if you like, I mean, if you want to ladder him up like points and his assists, I think both of those are, are pretty live here. Um, I also like uh, Valanciunas over points and rebounds. Um, with no joker, not much of an inside presence as we went over earlier. I mean, but the thing is with uh, with Jonas, you got to get him like early. He's got to get his early because they switch up. They switch up the lineup so they go so small and athletic with Larry Nance at the center that he probably doesn't play like the, all the fourth quarter. Yeah. So you got he he's got to get in and get out. Like if if it's a close game down the stretch, he probably won't be in the game because they want to go you know with more athletic. And I guess a better option scoring wise than uh, with with Nance. So I'm hoping that he can get in and get out early on, on this points and rebounds prop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was another assist prop that I put in for this game was Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, last five games, he's averaging 8.2 assists per game, and then in his last three career matchups against the Denver Nuggets, he's gone. Um, let's see, he had nine earlier this season on January 31st, and then going back to last season, he had uh, 9-12 against this Nuggets team. So uh, I do like his assist here for tonight. That number is at 6.5 right now at even money. Uh, CJ McCollum threes, uh, maybe something I'll be looking at. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging about 6.2, uh, sorry, attempts, uh, over the last five games. And he's knocked down at least, uh, he's knocked down actually exactly three, three pointers in four straight games, uh, for the Pelicans. That number, I think I saw had a little bit of vig on it, if I'm not mistaken. So let's see. CJ two and a half at minus minus one thirty-five. not too bad, um, from what I was expecting, but yeah, CJ, you might want to look at his three-point shot uh, makes here at two and a half, minus one thirty-five. Uh, anything else for this no, game? Any other player props? No, I think that's it, man. All right, uh, so let's get into our lock and dog here for tonight. Again, only two games on the schedule, uh, but we will uh, get into our lock and dog here. Delonte closes out strong, man. Yeah, man, I'm going to go with uh, a Boston lock plus two and a half. And for the dog, I'm going to go with the Pelicans. Uh, I think the Pelicans uh, are live without Joker in the lineup. And I think Boston comes out and puts together a pretty big performance with um, with the Bucks coming off the back-to-back and probably just come out like a days ago. I also would look at maybe, you know, Boston first quarter, first half, uh, thinking if Milwaukee gets back in it, they'll probably get back in it in the second half if it gets away from them. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, all right, for my lock, I am going to go with – let's go with the pel <clears throat> excuse me pelicans plus the six and a half mm-hmm. uh on the spread against sprinkle on that money line as well i think that they do at least cover the number here tonight um again I, i'm 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 fairly confident uh take that with a grain of salt that Jokic doesn't play here tonight especially with a calf injury right i mean you really don't need this game if you're the denver nuggets like you have a three and a half game lead right now there's no reason for you to risk your mvp um out there and and lose them for even extended amount of time with the playoffs right around the corner mm-hmm. but again i think it's baked in a little bit here already we saw the line come down from minus nine where it opened to now down to minus six if he does get ruled out, I think this falls another half a point to maybe a point here for the uh, for the spread. But right now, I see six and a halves out there. I'm going to take that as my lock. Uh, for my dog, I'll go over to a player prop. Um, mentioned Marcus Smart's assist. That's at plus 125 here tonight. I'll take the over on that. Uh, like I mentioned, he's having a really good um, season distributing the basketball for the Celtics. This had had a lot of success against this Bucks team. And like I mentioned, the Bucks are giving up the most assist over the last two weeks to that point guard position. And they're also giving up the seventh most, most assist uh, to the opposition um, over the last uh, five games are the Milwaukee Bucks. So Marcus Smart right now do see over five and a half assist at plus 125 for this game tonight. 
against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I'll be on that with you for sure. I'm going to put that in right now, actually. Yep. Uh, all right. Anything else, Dante, you want to mention before we get out of here, my man? Uh, nah, man, that's about it. Uh, good luck to everybody. Make sure you shop around, get the best number. Uh, I mean, it's only two games, so uh, I guess we'll see you back tomorrow with a more healthier slate. Well, we yeah. won't see you back tomorrow, but I guess Scott and Terrell will be here. Yeah, Scott and Terrell will be here tomorrow for the Friday games. A, a bigger schedule. I think there's like 13 games tomorrow. So yeah, with cool. those two, they might just turn into a three-hour pod. So uh, <laughs> Maybe take, four. Yeah, maybe four hours. So if you're listening or watching live, just make sure you know you get all your meetings and, and all your emails <laughs> sent out uh, by the time those guys go live. And just enjoy the two, three hours that they'll be breaking down the 13 games uh, tomorrow. And then on Saturday, uh, myself, Delonte, and Scott will be back. I think there's only like three games on Saturday as well. So oh, really? Yeah, Saturday. Oh, well, Final Four. Yeah. Final Four for both teams. Yeah, for both. Because the women the women play uh, Friday and Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Because they're yeah. in the Elite Eight. And, yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so two games on Saturday. We had Dallas and Miami, and then the Clippers and the Pelicans. And then Sunday has another stretch of about 10 to 11 games. Um, yeah for that so again yeah we'll be here seven days a week and then we'll have the last week of the regular season next week uh for the nbn before we know it we'll be on to the play-in tournament games and then mm-hmm. uh the nba playoffs so exciting times right now if you yep. are a nba fan um all right make sure to follow delante on twitter at xxlantexx you can follow me on twitter at sports nerd 824 uh, make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGP and NBA. If you haven't already, smash that like button for us on the live stream right now. If you're watching on YouTube, again, it really helps us out and grow the show. Um, and if you haven't already left us a rating and review for the show, please do so. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to the podcast, we really, truly do appreciate you mm-hmm. guys uh, leaving those reading, uh, leaving those rating and reviews for us. All right. Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow. Good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-da.